The Big Fight Weekend Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you in part by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big, including a 50% deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP, to get a 50% deposit match. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for instant deposit matches up to 50 bucks. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Sean Green's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. That's right, only $3.99. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean to get the new album. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Oh, yeah, we are back in for the latest edition of our little digital preview of all going on with boxing as part of BigFightWeekend.com. It is the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I am the somewhat lucid and capable host, and we are looking forward to having some guests join me. In particular, to preview the WBO World Welterweight title fight Saturday night, Las Vegas, MGM Grand, the bubble in Vegas, Terrence Bud Crawford, latest defense of his 147-pound title against England's Kell Brook, a former world champ, a guy that has been beaten previously by Errol Spence and Gennady Golovkin, now will try one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world in Bud Crawford coming up on Saturday night in that main event. Full breakdown coming with guests, including Marquise John, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. He is uh, always on board on the podcast and will be joined in roundtable fashion in just a moment by Abraham Gonzalez, a writer, uh, a boxing uh, personality with NewYorkFights.com, Michael Woods' website, NYFights.com. Abraham Gonzalez will be here for the breakdown. He's kind of, he builds himself as the West Coast Bureau Chief based in California. Now, this fight obviously in Vegas, he's got a lot to say about Crawford, about what kind of interest there should be in this fight. Uh, will, will Crawford take out Brooke easily in this one? And what about the future for Crawford, who's had so much trouble getting in front of any of the PBC, Premier Boxing Champions, controlled fighters like Errol Spence, like Manny Pacquiao, or even the next level, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, except can't make any of those fights happen right now. How frustrating is that for Crawford? Abraham Gonzalez will talk with us uh, about that. And obviously, we'll talk about the rest of this card with Marquise Johns as the podcast goes on, including the Franco Maloney rematch that'll be taking place after uh, Joshua Franco's upset win of Andrew Maloney earlier this summer. They're fighting again in the co-feature fight for Saturday night. So look forward to talking to Marquise about that. We've got Ladies' Night uh, in the Matchroom UK show, Saturday afternoon, U.S. time. Katie Taylor uh, in action uh, in the main event, Women's Undisputed Lightweight Championship fight. 
uh, Terry Harper, world junior lightweight champion, also in action on Eddie Hearn's card uh, for Matchroom Boxing out of England. Marquise will have much more on those fights as the podcast progresses. By the way, no matter how you found us through a social media link, maybe you found us through sportsgamblingpodcast.com and their website, make sure to subscribe to the Big Fight Weekend podcast. And uh, you do so through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Our friends at Red Circle that prop us up, subscribe, and the podcast will come automatically to you. We're usually, as I always say, in the preview mode, coming out Friday, Saturday, before the big fights on Friday night, Saturday, etc. Sometimes we come back with a recap podcast, though, as well. If it's a big enough bout or a series of bouts or fight card, we'll come back and recap it, and you don't have to worry about the win if you are subscribed because you will get an automatic notification on your phone, on your iPad, wherever you subscribe to the podcast, whatever device, ding, Big Fight Weekend is right there in the recap mode as well as the preview mode if we come about with that. All right, so subscribe uh, wherever you found us. Rate us, review us. More people will find the podcast. Again, by the thousands you're hearing us through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows. Uh, Build up the subscribers, though, by rating us and reviewing us because more people will be able to see it. It'll move us up in the rankings on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, etc. Keep the five-star rankings and reviews coming here for Big Fight Weekend. All right, so Crawford is the main event. We've got a lot of different things going on. Is Canelo Alvarez going to be back in the ring finally. Uh, we're going to talk more with Marquise about this. He's, he's broken off his deals with Golden Boy Promotions and DAZN, the streaming service. Going to try to make his own deal. Is it uh, for uh, w, uh, the IBF uh, 168-pound champ Caleb Plant? Is that going to be the fight for Canelo in December? Is it going to be Callum Smith, the British WBA super middleweight champ? Is it going to be somebody else? Will we get a Canelo fight before the end of the year in December when it looked like we were not going to? Uh, you know, last week we were talking to Sergio Mora of DAZN, uh, the Latin snake, the former fighter turned uh, boxing analyst for them. And, and he said, hey, my hope is to see this guy the first part of next year. There's now some optimism that we may see Canelo coming as soon as December, if not January in a pay-per-view situation. Let's see what happens there. So that's probably the biggest news out of the ring uh, for this week. The action in the ring, the biggest fight is the Crawford fight Saturday night, which we are ready to preview. All right, so let's get to that. Abraham Gonzalez coming up as a roundtable guest. We're going over all the fights and the fight cards that are uh, prominent and important as part of what we do here on Big Fight Weekend. Let's get it all rolling right now. Yes, indeed. To help straighten me out a little further, we welcome in senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com, One Week Sauce Radio, Marquise Johns, back on board on the podcast, ready to talk Crawford, Brooke, and, and much more. Week Sauce, how you feeling? After last week's boxing, TJ, ecstatic to have actual fight cards that matter. Thank goodness. <laughs> Great to be on as always. Yes, we are We are uh, hopeful that this one will be exciting, will be entertaining. And so much so that we've got another guest kind of in roundtable fashion with us from NewYorkFights.com. Abraham Gonzalez in the house. How you feeling, my friend? Yo, feeling great. Thank you for having me. Let me say to you, because we're a day late at the time that we're taping, happy Veterans Day. Uh, Semper Fi here, a United States Marine. Uh, happy birthday to the Marines, although Abraham wants us all to know that he's not 245 years old like the Marines are. Right, Abraham? 
That's correct, but I, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, we thank you for your service. We thank all the veterans for their service. And, uh, and now with all of that, with all the intros out of the way, we are ready to mix it up and talk a little bit about Saturday night, Las Vegas, WBO, World Welterweight title fight. Terrence Bud Crawford, arguably one of the top non-heavyweight fighters, especially in all of boxing, back in action, first time in 2020. Abraham sure our guest, will go to you first. How excited are you uh, for this first fight for Crawford in 2020, his latest title defense? I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little lukewarm. Uh, I think that, you know, with Terrence Crawford being out, uh, delayed, and then uh, with Kel Brook, the uh, injuries that he's had, it's just, I'm just like, blah. But uh, I find myself in this position a lot of times when coming to fight week and then the weigh-in happens and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm excited again. <laughs> so it's a it's a Thursday blah, but I, I foresee a Friday uh, a jump in excitement. <laughs> Let's hope that's the case. Uh, I, I feel similarly, and Marquise, I give you the opportunity here on a scale of 1 to 10 one would be you will watch reruns of Guy Fieri on the Cooking Channel versus this fight, and ten being it's the greatest <laughs> fight ever. Where are you on the meter right now as we tape the podcast? Honestly, TJ and A, on a name recognition, I'm a solid eight, and I'm going to explain why. I, I, I can see why you guys are kind of like, oh, Kell Brook. I mean, this guy with one eye. I mean, the guy that fought Mark DeLuca, that, you know, that guy that lost to Triple G and Spence. I mean, that kind of guy. I'm the reason I'm hyped on this fight, guys. This is one of those fights that Bob Arum sat to my face, point blank range, told me this was Plan B after that whole Errol Spence is not going to fight on pay per view thing didn't happen last year. So two pay per views later, uh, Spence is still fighting on pay per view, and we got this fight going on as Plan B. So pretty much this has been Plan B for them all along, and here we are with it finally. You're saying that Arum said to you, even as much as a year plus ago, that he that he had that in the in the background, in the offing, that he could make Crawford Brook if he wanted to make it. And now because of the pandemic and trying to find opponents, not a surprise here it is. Right, Marquise? Pretty much. What it was, TJ, at the uh, Edo Herring weigh-in, uh, we were talking to the media and all of, all of us around there hovering around and asking for fight operate options and who's, who's next for Crawford. He mentioned, of course, at the time, Earl Spence and how that you know they need to pay-per-view, they were going to run out, yada, yada. Well, time has, time has passed, so it was a bit pandemic, and... It pretty much he mentioned the entire time that Kell Brook was plan B. And what's interesting about the plan B for this is that Kell Brook had to go out of his own way away from Eddie Hearn to make this fight happen, which is, I think, honestly, guys, why we're getting this fight, because the less that Bob and Eddie talk to each other, the better for everyone else is. <laughs> uh, all right. So that begs a follow up question for Abraham. Brook, uh, obviously from the U.K., uh, as uh, Marquise was mentioning, probably most known here for having lost to Errol Spence, I'm talking about in the United States, for having lost to Triple G as well. But he does have a couple of championship wins. Uh, are, are we selling him a little short? What kind of chance do you give him in this fight, Abraham? We may be selling him a little short. And this is where, maybe because it's Thursday creeping up to midnight uh, in, on the East Coast, that the excitement train is starting to move uh, a little quicker, but uh, I think that he has a chance. Uh, he has the skills. You know, Kell Brook is a good fighter. My only concern, like, leading up to tomorrow is, is he going to make 147? Because he was, in the last couple fights, uh, he was killing himself to make weight, and he said he would never fight at 147 again, and here we are. Uh, 
Hmm. So if he makes it, uh, he's going to be, you know, uh, short but big, you know, in, in the ring that uh, tomorrow on uh, Saturday night. And I think, you know, he's he's going to he's going to give Bud a, a little bit of, of, a, of an issue early. But then I think Bud figures him out middle to late rounds and, and then it'll be all over. Well, we have seen several fighters, Marquise, we've been talking about this, that have had trouble getting to the weight. Uh, what was it? Benavides uh, headlining uh-huh. a pay-per-view missed it by what? Three pounds. Which is, which is like the equivalent of missing it by three exits on the interstate, on the exit you were supposed to take when you missed by three pounds. And even recently, Regis Progre, um, on the undercard of the Gervonta Davis fight a couple of weeks ago, missed by about a pound and a half. So you're legitimately concerned here that Kell Brook could be a pound or two over and we might, we might even be jeopardy of, of it's not even a legitimate championship fight? Or How concerned are we? Um, I, I'm I'm very concerned now. Those two examples that that you gave, uh, the the thing that they had in common, both had uh, pregnant significant others, which that definitely plays a part. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, <laughs> I know firsthand. Which which is uh, as polite as we can say it. Mama is hungry. There's food around all the time. Temptation is everywhere. Am I being as politically correct as I can? And so you just indulge while Mama is indulging, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, and, that, and so the, those two had that issue. Uh, but now, you know, you know, with with Brooke, I mean, he had all this time to, to get the weight down the right way. I, I don't foresee it being an issue. But then again, we've we've gone down this road before, and and then it's the scale fail, right. and then it's you know an hour or two lose the weight or pay this fine or whatever. So. It's going to be interesting. I think that's going to be the first battle. I will say this, Marquise, in the history of us doing the podcast and probably 50, 60 episodes of the podcast or more, we've never had the pregnant spouse or girlfriend reason for making weight be presented as Abraham Gonzalez of NYFights.com has just presented it on the podcast. I love the angle. I love it, Marquise, uh, that he has brought here strong. Absolutely, TJ. As you well know, the late guys, happy wife, happy life. And besides, who's <laughs> a tough give up? So Very much uh, so. The, the one thing I will mention to you, the counterpoint with Abe on that, is that at, at the final presser, which I will admit, the one reason is, Abe, but you're probably not like you guys aren't really amped up for this fight, is Crawford and Kelbrook aren't exactly the biggest trash talkers in the building. Right. And, but at the final press conference, these guys stood face to face. And I must admit, I think Kilbert's going to make the weight, but he looked very small standing next to Bud, which is something that they always tend to forget with Bud Cropper, where it's like he tends to overpower these guys size-wise. He, he did the same thing with Kavalaskis, and it's, it's, it, it may just play out on the scales on Friday also. Interesting. Again, you're hearing the voice there of Marquise Johns, senior writer, BigFightWeekend.com. Abraham Gonzalez has agreed to come into our little party, hanging out with us here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast from NewYorkFights.com. Michael Woods and Abraham and everybody with that site do a fantastic job. Uh, Abraham is based out of California. We're talking a lot of Terrence Crawford, Kell Brook. All right, Abraham, to you. So much hype from ESPN, and rightfully so because they're looking to sell Crawford to the average sports fan, not just the boxing fan. But if I hear one more time, you know, the greatest non-heavyweight in the world, the number one pound-per-pound guy in the world, I mean, they're selling it, selling it, selling it. How much are you buying that Crawford deserves that top billing as best pound-per-pound guy in boxing? What do you say? I I am buying somewhat. Uh, so I don't think he's the top guy. Uh, he definitely belongs in, I would say, maybe top five. 
but he's not the top. Who guy. would you put before him? Give me a name or two. Ooh, uh, Canelo. Canelo for sure. Um, maybe Inoue. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I might get some daggers thrown at me uh, for this, but I would say maybe Teofimo Lopez. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, if you were saying and believing that, that Lomachenko was one of the top, if not the top fighter pound for pound, and the way Lopez dominated him, that's what you're saying, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I, I I get it. You know, ESPN is, is, is doing that. Uh, I think Mike Woods did an article where they talked about, uh, I guess Crawford only has a few months left on his contract with top rank. And so maybe they're, you know, slamming that home so that they can retain his services. Yeah, maybe. And top rank uh, and PBC do not get along. And that's part of it. This is, this is leading to something else. That's part of Crawford's frustration with opponents, blah, blah, blah. So maybe the ESPN hype train. Uh, Marquis, same question to you. Is the is the hype here just hype, or how much validity do we put behind Crawford being one of the best, if not the best, pound for pound right now in the sport? Currently, TJ, uh, he's not the best, and I'm kind of with you guys with the, in terms of the list. I'm going to uh, deflect some of this ammo you're going to get, Abe, on this. Uh, I think <laughs> Spence is above Crawford on this list, resume-wise, and at the end of the day, that's going to be the issue. Until those two guys fight, we won't have this issue settled, and this is going to be, the, as you may know as well, Abe, on, and TJ, on social media, the endless debate that happens between these two guys when they fight, if they're going to fight, who's the A-side, and all that nonsense, and I really believe, as Kate mentioned before, that this this may be last, Crawford's last fight with a top rank. And what's really strange about the promotion of this fight is the fact that you're kind of leading in like this weird like homecoming parade for this guy, where it's like, well, he's our guy to then order a whole rah rah thing. And he's been trying to get uh, Crawford mentioned on the media calls leading up to this fight this week. Uh, he's trying to get a fight, guys. You may have heard this before with Manny Pacquiao. Right. How long have we been hearing Crawford face Manny Pacquiao, guys? At least uh, five, six generations now. So what better way to get that fight if he uh, hops the fence over to that PBC where he can get this Earl Spence guy or this Manny Pacquiao guy he wants to fight for? It's something along the line that is worth keeping an eye on if his contract runs out. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that. A few more minutes with Abe Gonzalez uh, here with us. Abraham, kind enough to hang out from NewYorkFights.com along with Marquise Johns. I'm TJ Reeves here as part of the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. All right, so Abraham, uh, back to you. Uh, hey, did you want to follow up on the point about Spence, who's going to fight a pay-per-view fight himself in three weeks here with Danny Swift Garcia? He's already beaten Mikey Garcia, the undisputed, the former undisputed um, a lightweight champion. He's already beaten Sean Porter. He beat Kel Brook back, what, three years ago in England before Crawford's ever getting his hands on him. To those that would say Spence is more deserving of the attention and the pound-for-pound pound accolades, uh, th- that's a strong case, isn't it? Absolutely. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with what Marquis said. Uh, he, he, I mean, and, and it's showing he's fighting the top guys. It's not like you know, he just came off a horrific accident. And he's fighting Danny Garcia. You don't, you don't do that. Especially Keith Thurman the other day when he was on IG, he was like, "Hey, you know, Spence better watch out because, you know, I dodged those Danny Garcia hooks because he hits hard and you know those type of things." So Spence jumping right into it, you know, you got to give, you got to tip his, tip your hat to him and and know that he's fighting the top guys that are available to him. All right, to both of you guys. Most believe that Crawford will win this and probably win it by stoppage. Uh, if Kell Brook can push him, 
how and why? How does that happen? Abraham, you first. What, what has to happen? I think that in order for Kell Brook to win this, you have, he has to fight the way he fought Sean Porter. Made it rough in there. Some forearms, some holds, you know, a couple of you know, short punches in the inside you know, right before a break. Those are the type of things he has to do and hope that Terrence Crawford turns 40 in the ring overnight. <laughs> or I thought you were going to say, or gets kidnapped uh, as the, as the follow-up on that. Marquis, same kind of question. If Brooke pushes this into the later rounds or has a chance to win, it's because... It's because Terrence Crawford isn't throwing any punches, TJ. That fight with, that Abe just mentioned with a Porter Brook, as we all know, guys, was a solid six years ago. And that Kell Brook of six years ago was not the Kell Brook I saw facing even Mark DeLuca from uh, the Northeast uh, last go-round on the zone. And I just don't see how that's going to happen. I think you'll give it a game effort. I, I, I'm not saying he's, he's not a live dog in this, but he is definitely a big one going into it Saturday night. Interesting on that. All right, we need to lead, let Abraham get out of here in a moment or two. Uh, promote, please, because you've been writing some things on nyfights.com heading into the weekend, etc. We've got some significant fights coming. We mentioned the Spence Garcia fight. We got heavyweight uh, showdowns that we know of. Joshua Pulev coming in December. Potentially Fury also fighting in December, depending on who you listen to. Tell me about what you're writing about. Uh, where they can find you on nyfights.com, social media, etc. Go ahead. Yes, uh, thanks. Uh, and uh, nyfights.com is the website. At AG718 is the Twitter handle. And you'll find all my articles there. Normally, I like to you know write about uh, the fight week stuff. And then uh, there's, a, there's a piece that I like to write called uh, Around the Curve with Abe, where I take a peek around the curve, see what's, what's shaking around the boxing world, and, and uh, do a little bit of prediction of what's to come in the future. So I have those pieces that come out periodically, uh, at least once a quarter. So I'll be doing that one for the end of the year and then maybe doing a, a prospect uh, class of 2021 as well. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And I appreciate you guys having me on the show. You whetted my appetite. I can't let you leave yet. Give me a hint on what's around the curve. Can you give me a hint <laughs> on what might be around the curve? Give me give me like initials. Give me something. Hey, so, come on. <laughs> so my in my last around the curve, I said that Terrence Crawford would not get the Spence fight and that he would move up and fight Teixeira and then do the undisputed fight against Charlo in 2021. Interesting. And then now, Spence. Now, if, Spence all of, if all of that lays out and happens, and how long ago did you write that on nyfights.com? At least a month, a couple months ago? A couple months ago. We are going to bow to you big time if, yeah. you got, if you got that. If you've got a Teixeira pathway to Charlo and undisputed eventually uh, there at, at junior middleweight, Look out for that. These are the kind of things you need to be looking for uh, here from Abraham. I love it. There's a tease. Go to nyfights.com. Uh, Michael Woods and Abraham do a great job. Uh, Marquise, we had fun having this guy on the podcast, did we not? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing this triangle theory when Crawford moves up. I really think that's a possible thing that's going to happen, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm going to set my clock to this and see what happens. All right, we'll see what happens on that. Abraham, thank you for hanging with us here on the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. And there he goes. Love that insight again from Abraham Gonzalez. Marquise Johns will be back with me to preview the rest of the Crawford-Brook fight card from the bubble in Las Vegas, as well as the Matchroom Boxing Ladies' Night shows. 
of uh, of all their different fights involving uh, the undisputed uh, women's uh, world champion, uh, Katie Taylor at the lightweight division, and also Terry Harper, women's world junior lightweight champion in action uh, as well. Marquise will have all of the previews on that straight ahead as the podcast continues. But first, we're brought to you in part by MyBookie.ag. We've headed now into November with the NFL, with college football, everything that's going on right now in sports. And of course, whether you're a first-time customer or whether you've been playing with MyBookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, contests, everything they offer every week, including with the fights off the huge weekend last weekend. Find all the odds, sign up, load up, find an edge, make your bets, and get paid with MyBookie. And right now, if you sign up today and use the promo code SGP, you'll get a deposit match all the way up to $500 in your account if you're a first-time user. Again, if you're a first-time user, put $100 in, they'll put $100 in. The same with $200 on your initial deposit, they'll put $200 in all the way up to $500. It's winning season at MyBookie. Join in the fun. Get some cash. You bet. You win. You get paid. A $500 up to $500 deposit match awaits you as a first-time user with our promo code SGP. It's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports app for player props. Tremendous response from our audience here at Sports Gambling Podcast and the network of shows, including Three Dog Thursday, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast, the College Experience with Colby Dant, uh, on and on, including our Big Fight Weekend podcast that we have on the network fleet of shows. All of you keep responding, and rightfully so, with Thrive Fantasy because it's daily fantasy with player props. In the NFL, choose 10 of the 20 available players in the props and build up your lineup. And with Thrive, you eliminate all of the other ancillary, which way to go, the extra research. Again, it's 20 available players in the NFL. Pick 10 of them, prop them up. They're assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under. Hit the prop and rack up the most important points, uh, and those points will win you a share of the prize pool. So for this week, for example, give me a prop like Aaron Rodgers hosting the Jaguars at Lambeau, 287.5 passing yards. That seems a little low. I mean, Deshaun Watson let uh, let them up last week. I think it's going to be the same thing with Rodgers this week. I think he will get to 300 passing yards in this game. I'm going over uh, on that prop. Another one that is interesting is the Eagles and Carson Wentz. We'll be talking more about this game as the podcast goes on with the Eagles and the Giants at the Meadowlands at MetLife Stadium and for New York. Can they hold Carson Wentz under 24 and a half completions? Their defense has been so-so. I know that even Alex Smith was throwing on him. Tom Brady obviously led the comeback to throw on him. I would be inclined to take the under here on Carson Wentz with the Giants looking for some payback under 24 and a half completions uh, in that game in the Giants Eagles game again 24 and a half completions that's a lot of completions for Wentz and the Eagles offense which has struggled uh, at times and we'll go back to one more uh, the showdown with the Ravens and the Patriots which will be Sunday night football, this one at New England. Will Mark Andrews catch a touchdown or not, the tight end of the Ravens, from Lamar Jackson against New England? 
New England's defense uh, gave up a lot of yards and a lot of points to Joe Flacco and the Jets. Uh, Andrews is a great red zone target for Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go over that total. I think he will catch a touchdown in this Sunday night game at New England. Give me the over for the Ravens tight end as just another example of what you have with Thrive Fantasy. So again, take advantage with our friends at Thrive Fantasy and all of these different props. They've had over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes going out every week. They've awarded over $1.8 million this season in cash prizes. Use our promo code SGP when you sign up and get an instant match of up to $50 on your first deposit. So download that Thrive Fantasy app in the App Store, the Google Play Store. Go to thrivefantasy.com to find out more, see the rules, the restrictions. Sign up and prop up today and use our promo code SGP with Thrive Fantasy. And if you've ever thought of owning your own sportsbook but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. All right, so there we go with Abraham, and you and I now will finish things up here as part of the Big Fight Weekend podcast, Marquise. Uh, I have not gotten your opinion yet. You teed off. I already know what's coming here, but now we're going to say it. You teed off on the WBC and the discussion from the World Boxing Council that they want to create a new championship weight division, not light heavyweight, not cruiserweight, not heavyweight, but bridgerweight in between 200 and let's say 224 pounds something like that would be a bridger weight and you say fooey to that basically right absolutely tj what kind of nonsense is that more importantly if you get if you go on the internet guys to uh either check out on bigfightweekend.com or if you just google it my, my if you get a chance google the world boxing council and you'll first thing you'll see that pop up in the news elements is the shame on you world boxing council story which is me pretty much going uh, ballistic <laughs> on this nonsense because I really feel bad, TJ, for the kid. I feel bad for Bridger Walker in this. It, it, they, they, TJ, they named a belt after a kid, and he's using that as a cover for these sanctioning for giving for sanctioning fees. It, I mean, how? Come on. But one of the things with it, TJ, and his reasoning for it, and he's doubled down on this in recent interviews as well, is that he wanted to explain that for the evolution of people and you know people on heavyweights, fighters are getting bigger, blase, blase. And I'd love to believe that, TJ, but. Deontay Water was holding that belt for five years. They didn't figure they they, they just now figured this out. So and, and by the way, exactly- to the point, he was holding the belt for five years and always fought at at around two hundred twenty or maybe even less pounds. It's not like he was a two fifty. Now, granted, Joshua is a is a bigger, thicker, and and Wilder uh, Fury rather is much bigger, uh, mm-hmm. but. You know, if the argument is that we need to have a bridge weight from the traditional cruiser weight of around 200 or 205 to what the current heavyweights are, I, I don't know that I buy that. I mean, there, there are other heavyweights that have also had success uh, in the past uh, 10, 15 years of the sport that were not 250, 270 pounds. So I don't know that we need bridge weight. And I hear you saying the same thing. 
Absolutely, TJ. And it's really just, uh, it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's just a, uh, another weight class that you develop for another belt. And, of course, with that belt, TJ, comes a fight. A fight with more sanctioning fees. I mean, why not? This is, and and let's be honest, TJ. This, this is the same World Boxing Council that came up with franchise designations. At, at least they, <laughs> at least they explained that this Bridgeway was named after a kid. We still have no idea what the heaven or hell the franchise designation is. So, um, I, I I anticipate them giving this to somebody. I don't know who's even in, in the rankings for it. They haven't really mentioned anything about it. And my thing with it also, TJ, is that the cruiserweight division in boxing isn't exactly on fire and. More often than not, these guys have all moved up to heavyweight. This seems to be a stopgap, pretty much inhibiting them going up to heavyweight. So, and, and Usyk is proof of that because he has now moved up to the more lucrative heavyweight division after being undisputed cruiserweight champion and has had a couple of fights trying to get exactly what you said. Bigger payday, more fame, that kind of thing in the heavyweight division. Uh, speaking of franchise, perfect segue, uh, the news of Canelo Alvarez uh, becoming a free agent, uh, that that broke loose last week uh, right after we had put the podcast to bed. His longtime confidant and advisor, Eddie Reynoso, announced it first, and Oscar De La Hoya confirmed it, that Canelo gets to walk away after suing Golden Boy Promotions and DAZN. He gets to walk away and be a free agent. I guess they basically decided we could, we could litigate here, we could have depositions, but ultimately he's going to be able to prove that he— that that Canelo, that he agreed to one thing with De La Hoya, and De La Hoya agreed to something else with DAZN about picking the opponents. And so Oscar is, has just apparently just let that go and said, we'll, we'll make it up somehow, some way with other fighters. So Canelo can now make a fight. We are still wondering at the time that we're, we're recording this podcast, it's not confirmed, although the rumor is they want to fight around December 12th, December 19th, before the end of this year. Caleb Plant, the IBF super middleweight champion, Marquises. That name's being floated. WBA, unbeaten Brit. Uh, Callum Smith's name's being floated. What's your read on, on whom Canelo ends up fighting right now? Because we still don't know at the moment we're recording here. We don't, TJ. And I really think at the end of the day, we'll find out who Canelo's fighting whenever Canelo feels like telling us. The one thing I've gathered just in the last 48 of all the names being listed don't forget, TJ, he still has that WB, speaking of the WBC, that ordered fight between Avil Yidrum. I know everyone's been clamoring for that, but let's not forget that he's not also ready to go fight as well. And I'm wondering with all of this, and really, TJ, what, T, what Canelo's doing is what any smart business person would doing. You see what people are offering. You see who, who's offering what. The one thing about the Smith thing that really intrigued me was Her, Eddie Hearn's behind this, and... Hearn was trying to finagle some way to get him to fight that third Golovkin fight, which we all know, TJ. Canelo doesn't want that fight at all. He is right. That was part of the lawsuit. So I'm I'm intrigued on how he's going to try to spin that into a third fight. The thing with Plant and PBC was, TJ, I think it was a, they mentioned on boxing scene a couple of other places, that was a three-fight deal. I don't know if, if Canelo, you know, being the, yeah, pretty much his own man at this point, wants to be locked into another deal just so right away. I really just think he's just trying to find the next best fight, which he can find on a one-term basis and see what he can get. Well, and it, and hopefully it's not Yildirim. I mean, no offense, that excites yeah. no one. At least no, Callum, that, no at that. least Callum Smith won the uh, the World Boxing Super Series finale and has two of the of the super middleweight uh, titles. 
Um, and and the belief still is that Canelo's belt was a minor belt at 168, the WBC version that he won when he beat, what was it, Rocky Fielding or whatever, uh, at 168. Yeah. So and, and at least Callum Smith has got appeal in the UK uh, and a fan base there. That would be an interesting fight. We've said that for months. And Caleb Plant, interesting because he has fought a couple of times prominently on PBC, on Fox. He's got the IBF belt. He's undefeated. He's got a little bit of a following. That would be interesting. That's much. Those two are much more interesting than Yildirim. Let's see who Canelo gets in there with. And will it be on uh, on December 19th, December 12th? Do we have to wait till January? Uh, we'll see what's up uh, with that. We do know we have fights in the ring. Speaking of matchroom boxing, another excellent segue They've got the ladies uh, earlier on Saturday U.S. time here prior to the Crawford Top Rank Show. Katie Taylor, Miriam uh, Gutierrez is the main event for Taylor's uh, Undisputed Women's Lightweight Championship. She has all four belts. Co-feature is Terry Harper, the WBC Junior Lightweight Women's Champ, one division down from Katie Taylor. Those are the two prominent fights. Third ladies fight as well on that fight card on uh, DAZN from London. Marquise, give me a quick assessment about that in the afternoon U.S. time. Interesting, TJ, that they got all three women's fights on this. And I really think, TJ, this is one of those budget cuts on Eddie Hearn's part in terms of it. But he has free championship fights nonetheless. And I'm, interesting a part about the, the this, this women's fights altogether. I'll run these down with you. Uh, the Terry Harper fight where she's facing uh, Katharina Funderas is one where – if if uh, Harper is uh, retains and wins again here, she may ha- she has a lot of opportunities in terms of women's boxing who she wants to face again. There's been talk of her facing Natasha Jonas, who she fought at a, a Hearn Square Garden to a very debatable draw. There's Michaela Meyer across the pond over here that she that, well, has been calling out her name out for a couple of fights. The Katie Taylor situation, she should win that game. Uh, about uh, Gutierrez in a landslide. I'm really waiting for Katie Taylor to face Amanda Serrano. That's the fight that should have happened already during the pandemic, and everything got shot down with it. Right. I want them to kick that. I want them to kick that fight back up. The third women's fight on that fight, Rachel Ball, uh, pretty much is the new prodigy on Matchroom after she upset uh, Shannon Courtney on one of the uh, Madison Square Hearn shows, and <laughs> she's up against uh, uh, I, Jordan Guiani. I have Georgia Lena Guiani. Guiani, I think, is how you say it, or Guiani. So, yes. or Guanini, excuse me. And so, uh, Georgia Lena, and that'll be for the vacant uh, women's WBA World Bantamweight uh, title. So, you got three women's fights. You got Rachel Ball, you got Terry Harper, you got Katie Taylor all fighting uh, on Eddie Hearn's card. And we'll see what happens uh, in those fights. The one that we care the most about and we've been talking about most prominently is the Crawford uh, showdown with Kel Brook, speaking of UK fighter, matchroom fighter. But as you mentioned, he's now separated from Matchroom and fighting this fight for top rank boxing in the U.S. in Las Vegas. Uh, and you're intrigued on the undercard as well. There's a there's an intriguing fight uh, here involving one of the Maloney brothers, right? Absolutely, TJ. Andrew Maloney's in action uh, to get his uh, try to get his belt back from uh, Joshua Franco, which was pretty, pretty much one of the better uh, bubble shows that they had during this whole pandemic against Joshua Franco well, for his uh, WBA Super uh, Flyweight title. Uh, that's interesting as well. Uh, also, TJ, my favorite gimmick in boxing, uh, Joshua Greer Jr.'s back in action. Mr. Knight-Knight himself with the pillow involved <laughs> is looking to rebound <laughs> off his loss against Mike Planta. Uh, he's also in action on this card. Uh, not the strongest undercard, TJ, and that's mainly because one of the prospects on this card, Elvis Rodriguez, uh, who's been knocking out people at uh, middleweight prospect, uh, 
his opponent backed out of it, so he's probably fighting somewhere down the line even on the later top rank card in December. Yeah, uh, Night Night Greer is a Chicago-based fighter who was upset and suffered his first pro loss earlier in the bubble, in the Vegas bubble this summer, and so he is in an eight-round bout with Edwin Rodriguez. They are Bantamweights. Uh, that is part of the undercard. Franco Maloney is uh, the co-feature and mm-hmm. then Crawford Brooke, the main event. Real quick, for the betting public, because we are part of the Sports Gambling Podcast and their network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, Crawford is the overwhelming favorite in this fight with Brooke at minus 1660. Uh, it Brooke, a 9.5 to 1 underdog, plus 940. The under over, did I see 9.5 rounds? I might be taking the under on that. Uh, for wagering purposes on Bud Crawford to remain unbeaten and in this before the bell at the end of the 10th round. What do you think, Marquise? There's no way I see TJ Kilbrick winning this fight. Uh, the play on this one is, like like you mentioned before, it's the under a 9.5, and, and Crawford's going to win this fight. I don't see any money coming in outside of the U.K. Uh, faithful rooting for Kilbrick on this one. All right, we'll see what happens again. Uh, Crawford, uh, definitely skilled and uh, has has owned that WBO belt now for about three years, but is is very much wanting a much bigger fight at 147 and may have to leave top rank to go and get it. So this may be one of the last times that we see him under that umbrella and for ESPN, but who knows? They may throw a bunch of money at him and keep him around. Uh, we will find out. All right, so that's the main event coming on Saturday night in Las Vegas. ESPN will show it long about 11, 11.30 Eastern time as college football is winding down. ESPN will have that uh, with the Franco and Joshua Greer fights preceding it coming on Saturday evening from Las Vegas. That'll about do it here for this edition of the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. We need to remind everybody they need to read the website, correct, Marquise? Because we've got anything you want from news, info, fight previews, recaps, even historical perspective. Love reliving Aaron Pryor, Alexis Arguello anniversary from earlier this week. The late Aaron Pryor, the late Alexis Arguello engaged in a phenomenal first fight outdoors orange bowl in miami back in 1982 you were not yet on the planet yet were you you were not yet on the planet no for that fight but it's an epic fight to go back and watch on youtube uh unbeaten prior three division world champ arguello they bombed each other for 14 rounds before prior got the stoppage and there was also as you know marquise the great controversy of panama lewis the disgraced trainer being in the corner with aaron prior with give me the bottle no no the one that i mixed give me the special black bottle with whatever (laughs) was in there to help aaron prior suddenly be energized uh, and go score a 14th round knockout over Arguello, who was never the same after that night in Miami. Uh, again, go read that historical piece. Great anniversary, but we just plug away on the site. We cover it all. News, previews, recaps, even the historical p- uh, pieces of boxing, right? Absolutely, TJ. Big Fight Weekend, your source for all things past, present, and future in terms of news and re- recaps. We'll be recapping a lot of these fights as well. Did want to give them a shout just because it's happening on Saturday night. On FS1, TJ, they, uh, they, have, they have a prospect card as well. Uh, keep an eye out on, on the under-supporting battle in that fight. Eno's career is a prospect I wrote about on Big Fight Weekend. And keep an eye on him to keep uh, in terms of as he moves up the ranks. But they have something going on in their Microsoft uh, PPC bubble going on as well. 
Yeah, Enos Carrera, a featherweight. It is Almacar Vidal and Edward Ortiz, middleweights in the main event. But again, mm-hmm. no titles on the line, non-title 10-round fight there, so that's going on. The bigger one that we obviously care the most about, will yeah. Bud Crawford remain unbeaten? Keep that pound-for-pound debate going uh, with his talents. Will Kell Brook be able to push him? Will this end quickly, potentially? Because as, as you guys were theorizing, you and Abraham Gonzalez, is Crawford that much bigger? Is Brook got problems making weight and it's just going to be a knockover. We'll tune in and find out right on Saturday night. We're going to find out what happens uh, with respect to that. Marquise, I always love the time and the insight. Keep knocking them dead with the website at bigfightweekend.com. We appreciate it. Absolutely, TJ. Thanks for having me on. We thank Abraham Gonzalez for being with us as well from NewYorkFights.com, NYFights.com. Read him there. Read Marquise again on the site. Hear him on the podcast with me. We are done for now. Again, subscribe away to the podcast. We're always previewing boxing, whether it is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to us. It comes automatically to you. We thank our friends Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast and their network of podcasts. We have been there now for several months. Thousands of you finding us through Sports Gambling Podcast. So thank you for doing so. But subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast. Whatever there are big fights, we are here in the preview mode and sometimes even back in the recap mode uh, off the weekend as well, if need need be, on Big Fight Weekend. For now, for Marquise Johns, I'm merely TJ Reeves. Keep them up. Keep that head moving. Put up your dupes and get ready for Crawford and Brooks Saturday night on ESPN here in the United States. And you've been previewing it with us here on Big Fight Weekend Podcast. Bye.